the horn sounds. This one's over. Uh, Golden State gets three wins on this homestand. They go three and one. Their record goes to 21 and four with a 104-94 victory over the Portland Trailblazers. Kevon Looney puts on the headset downstairs. Kevon, this game goes under the, uh, I guess, the category of grinder. You right. had to grind this one out. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Uh, yeah, it was a, a back and forth game. Uh, I think both teams didn't really shoot it that great, but uh, uh, our defense held up. Uh, you know, some games don't go like that. But we, we need to lean on our defense. That's something that we take pride in. It's something we've been doing good all year. So uh, our defense wins this game today, and um, hopefully next time we can be better. I listened to your press availability yesterday on SoundCloud.com. Fans right. could go there to listen to all the press availabilities there. And for you were saying about how your point guard uh, abilities in high school help you with your big man abilities on the perimeter. Could you explain a little bit about that? Uh, definitely. No, back in uh, high school, uh, I played a lot of guard and uh, I had to get players in positions, and uh, you know I had to hold a lot of smaller guards. So uh, when I'm out here on the court now, I, I know where to be at. I know where the outlets are. Uh, I know where the when I set the screen, I know how guards like to get open and, and things like that. So I just got to carry it over. Uh, you know, and plus when you get the ball in the pocket, you got to be able to play make. And I'll be able to make the right pay, plays and make the right passes. So that's something I, I, I kind of carry over and try to hold on to. I'm fairly sure everyone knows uh, how far Step is away from the three-point record, correct? Yeah. Do no. you think that guy, all the talk about it, do you think in any way that got you guys out of rhythm early in the game? Uh, not at all. Um, it's something we talk about a little bit, but it ain't nothing we really focus on. We know it's going to happen uh, when it happens. You know, Steph is a great shooter. Uh, he's getting a lot of open, open shots, so it's something that we don't really think about. We just play our style of offense. He's going to get his shots up. He's one of the best players in the league, so uh, and, you know he's going to make them. And uh, so we don't really worry about how far he is and uh, and, and things like that. Yeah. But we know it's coming close, so the next game might be more uh, more yeah. pressure. Did you guys talk at all in, at halftime about the 29 three pointers that you wanted to be more aggressive in the second half? Uh, no, we didn't really talk about uh, our offense uh, as far as uh, getting more shots. So we just wanted to keep playing our style of basketball, mm-hmm. keep moving the ball, uh, keep making the simple plays, and uh, try to grind the game out. And I think that's what we did. Well, Kevon, you were at 11 points tonight, six boards, two assists. Uh, you were five of eight from the floor. So I think we're going to have Tom talk to Steve about getting that five up play. Yeah, in. five up one. Let's talk, Kevon, at UCLA. Put a little perimeter, get that shot going. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Kevon. Thanks, Thank Kevon. You. Well, Golden State gets the win over Portland to go 21 at four. Trailblazers are 11 at 15, but it was a struggle, and I mean a struggle tonight for Golden State. 14 of 46 beyond the arc. They had 22 assists. And to try to put that into some context, you know, this is a team that leads the association in assists and a team that prides itself on moving the ball. And at times they just weren't getting that done. They averaged 29 assists tonight, so it's seven below their average. And uh, they shot 39.8% and won the game by 10 points. Portland shot 40.7% and actually had one more assist than the Warriors. Warriors were outscored in the paid 46-36. They outscored the Blazers 16-7 in second chance points at 42-24 from three. Uh, a lot of the buzz pregame, as misguided as it was, was about Curry breaking the record. I mean, let's face it, you know, those, you know, the, the night for Clay Thompson in Chicago, you know, happened organically. You know, the, the, to talk about a record and then try to go out and set it, 
you know, unless you need two or three or something, some manageable number like that, it's impossible almost. Uh, you know, Steph would have had to been on fire to start the game and continue throughout the game, but that just wasn't to be. And give Portland credit. Very undermanned. Now, the Warriors are undermanned as well. You can make the case. They've been out without Clay Thompson for two years. But, you know, for Portland, they're razor thin as far as losing one of their guards, whether it be Damian Lillard or C.J. McCollum, to lose both. Well, that's a really tough proposition for them. And I thought, I thought Portland, Tom, played the game the way they need to play it tonight. Kind of ugly and kind of forced the Warriors into, you know, a lot of tough situations. Yeah, they battled. Yeah. They competed. They just uh, they didn't have enough firepower. They only scored 94 points. and it, Surprisingly, they actually outshot the, the Warriors. The Warriors actually came back and weren't terrible uh, from three. They ended up being 14 for 46. Not good, but a lot better than they were in the first half. They didn't take as many. They took 17 in the second half. I think they were a little more selective with their threes instead of just firing up everything. And I thought that got them out of rhythm a little bit there in the first half. But the Warriors only shot 39.8. I mean, you know, rounded up, go to 40. Uh, they didn't shoot that well either. Uh, they just had more options. And once Nasir Little went out, and again, he's not a he's not a tremendous scorer. He was two for four from three. He's a 31% shooter. Uh, usually he's like their fourth, maybe fifth option on the uh, on the team when he's out there. He had 18. And then he went out with the calf, uh, strained calf or something. And after that, Nurkic didn't have a great night. Powell was pretty good offensively. He had 26, but it took him 23 shots to get those 26 points. So, you know, again, just from the Warriors' perspective, a grinded game. Uh, just get the win. Doesn't have to look pretty. And then had it on the road for five. Last time the Warriors shot under 40% and won was November 6, 2017. They beat Miami 97 to 80. They won by 17 points while shooting 36.8% from the field. That's impressive. That's impressive. That's impressive. But it's and I'm sure it was an ugly game to call for you. Yes it was. It's a my one of a Pat Riley special that one. Oh man, those days. Some of those games. I remember I was watching Did you watch the uh that documentary on the Mouse the Palace? Yes, oh, the the new one. Yeah, yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, right. There wasn't much new there. No, nothing. Really uh, new. But one thing that did pop out at me when they were showing uh, the Pistons against the Pacers, I believe it was in the Eastern Conference Finals. There's <laughs> like, like thirty seconds left, and it was sixty four to sixty. It was like or sixty four fifty nine. And I was like, is that right? <laughs> it was, and I knew it was bad basketball back then, but. Some of those games were just absurd. There's no way a game should be played 64-59 to 59 in the NBA. I mean, guys were getting knocked to the floor on drives to the bucket. No call. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, it was just brutal uh, to watch. And, again, I think sometimes the game has gone the other way too far. But I think the correction is this year. Yeah. They're not giving those fouls anymore. They're letting you play defense a little more physical and get after guys. And I think they're. And they've taken away the BS calls. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And there has to be that balance. I don't know what the overall scoring in the league is, but it's got to be down uh, pretty significantly over the last two or three years where games were just flying, absolutely flying. And the ball might have something to do with it as well. I know 
some of the players have said they've had issues with uh, the ball, trying to get used to the ball, the surface that has a film on it, a little slicker. Uh, they'll make the adjustment and get used to that. But Yeah, I've noticed a lot, a lot of guys have trouble like with a, a hard dribble. You know, it kind of slips out of their hand a little uh-huh. bit. So, uh, but, yeah, they'll, like, like they do all the time, they make an adjustment. They'll yeah, they will. Absolutely. So. But I think there's got to be that balance. No one wants – and, look, I love high-scoring uh, free-flowing basketball. But whenever a game becomes like 128 to 122, then it's, it's, it's it loses, not that big a deal. It loses the value of a high-scoring game. If every game is 130 to 128, then it's, it's, it's normal and it's, you know, there's nothing special about it. But if, if your average games are like 107 to 105 and then you get that high-scoring game, then it means something. Yeah. It means something a little different. Oh, well, it's like the home run during the steroid era, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the home run didn't mean as much as it used to. Now, I don't know if it still does mean as much as it used to. I tell people I like ice cream. I don't like it a gallon at a time. Like I don't, I don't want it. To, I don't need every game to be super high scoring because you're right. Then it becomes normal. Like I, I want to make. I want it's something to be special. Uh, but I think this year so far the balance has been has been pretty good, and I think that positions the Warriors very well because they can do both. Again, that makes you a versatile team. You can win the game one thirty to one twenty five if you have to. You can win a game 104-94 if you have to. They can do it both ways. And I think right now you look at a few teams that can do that. The Jazz can do that. The Suns can do that. These guys can do that. Uh, the Bucks can probably uh, do that to a certain extent. But that, that puts you ahead of teams who are like really good defensively but have a hard time scoring. Or vice versa. You can score and go up and down, but you can't stop anybody. Quietly, because of all the attention paid to Curry and his three streak, the Warriors have extended their streak of preventing opponents shooting 50% from the floor or better. 27 straight games. That's, that's pretty, impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah, abso- absolutely. Uh, they're, they're one of the best the best in the league. They might be the best in the league, field goal percentage against. Yeah, I think they are. they are. I don't even look at that anymore. I just look at defensive efficiency. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, defensive rating is the way to go. Yeah, that's the one that makes sense to me. Uh, and it doesn't mean and, that it's not important because guess what? One leads to the other. And, and, and because of the way the game's played, the other one I look at is opponent effective field goal percentage because that weighs the three a little more heavily than just a normal shot and a normal two. And so, to me, that, that tells me a little bit more because the three is so prevalent today. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. Although the efficiency rating factors all that in. So right. I, don't, I don't even look at that. I don't waste my time with that, Tim. I just, you know, just give me this, go to the source. Give me the efficiency ratings and I'm done. I'm, I'm off. That tells me. Because it's funny because I, I used to say, oh, man, look, a, uh, someone scored, scored 25 points, but he shot 8 for 20. That's, still, that's not very good. No. But what if we went to the free throw line from 12 for 12? Now the efficiency goes way up, which right. is why Harden's efficiency it was incredible for those years. He didn't shoot a great percentage, but he got to the free throw line so All the much. Time, yeah. The efficiency was off the charts. Same with LeBron James, although LeBron James does shoot a higher percentage. Now, Steph doesn't get to the free throw line a ton, but he does shoot a high percentage and hits a bunch of threes. So there's different ways, and that's what I like about the efficiency rating. There are different ways you can be an efficient scorer. Hit threes. Shoot a high percentage. You can shoot twos, but you just got to shoot a high percentage of them. Or maybe you're not a high percentage shooter, 
but you get to the free throw line a whole heck of a lot. So there's different ways you can achieve being an efficient uh, offensive player. By the way, Henry had checked in on Twitter tonight at Warriors Vox, Warriors VOX. He said, forget about the 16 three-pointers tonight. <laughs> he said, we're just five points and a win away from a double Mac attack. <laughs> and he had he included four pictures, two of Steve Kerr in Orlando Magic Garb and you in, in Orlando Magic Garb. <laughs> Including one game I think that has to be in Sacramento because it's got a picture. Gary St. Jean is working the sideline on. Yeah. So that had to be sacked. That's when you it, were in Orlando. It must be. Number 40. <laughs> yep. That was a, uh, yeah, that, that was a weird number. I just, they just gave it to me, and I kept it. I was like, all right, that's I fine, thought I thought maybe you were a Gail Sayers fan or no. something. You know, <laughs> you, know. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I didn't even really think about that until you showed me that picture. I played for two teams that wore pinstripes, Magic oh, and the yeah. Hornets. The Hornets, yeah. Hornets. Only one team that had pleats, though. Pleats? Pleats. You don't remember those pleated shorts we used to have with the Hornets? Oh, the first okay. Year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah. were awful. Just, <laughs> I, I go, are you kidding me? Pleated basketball shorts? Some fashion designer made a, uh, came up with the design. I'm not sure who it was. And, you know, it's probably some fashion designer never watched basketball in his life. And, oh, these are really nice. Let's go with these. You realize we're, we're basketball players, right? We don't do pleats. Oh, well, guess what? We did pleats that year. Every team has one faux pas that way. The Warriors had the, the sleeves, oh, with, the sleeves with shorts that didn't match. Yeah. <laughs> Those were incredible. Although, yes. the sleeves did give us an incredible uh, picture of Larry Kruger wearing the jersey. Oh, That was really? way too tight for him. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, Krug, that's for people that are in shape. Yeah, that's that's why I don't wear it. So you can't wear the you, you, those, and those were so tight. Those were so tight, and the sleeves. I don't know how how guys ever got away with with with, with, with wanting to wear sleeves because you just you shoot it and you yeah. feel that pull. Yeah, right here, and it's just it's See, it's a there, weird. There deal. were old Eastern colleges back in the day that had them. Providence College used to wear sleeves way back in the day, but they didn't look That's tight. Right. They were kind of yeah. baggy. They weren't tight. Evans- I was just going to say the Purple there Aces. Yeah, Jerry Sloan. The purple Aces had them. But I think, you know who popularized the sleeves? Georgetown. Oh, yeah. They had the gray undershirts, and everybody wanted to wear the gray undershirts after after Georgetown. It was cold in the Cap Center. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why they wore them. That's why they wore them. Uh, I don't think anybody wore those in the NBA, did they? They weren't allowed to wear the sleeves, no, were they? No, they weren't. Yeah, it was. It was. There was much more uh, regulations. We're talking jerseys here, RC. We're going to take our time. RC's right kicking us off. Yeah, I know he's kicking us off. RC's kicking us off. He didn't want to get eight hundred. Didn't want to get, get an email tonight. So we got to go. He doesn't want to get emails. He likes to send emails. Though. Oh, does he? Yeah. Did oh, you get okay. my email? Which one of the fifteen that you sent me yesterday? <laughs> Tim doesn't like to read them. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked so far. Oh. <laughs> So you're not coming on. You're not gonna be with us on the, the plane ride. No? no, I'll be there. You'll be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm gonna so, look like you know, I'm wearing a disguise. Boy, it's a I weird... wear my Jim Barnett disguise. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. say hi. <laughs> the uh, it's a weird trip. You know, you got you got you start off in, in Philly, then you go right into a back to back Indiana and New York, and then two days without a game, and then finish with a back to back. 
That is weird. It's very weird. I've never seen that before. So, and where do you get two days off? New York. That's not bad. No, it's not that's bad that's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. You could uh, you could be doing a lot worse, and the weather's going to be pretty good too. I, I'm going to have a bagel in honor of Alan Brown. So, <laughs> Alan Brown, big bagel lots. guy. <laughs> bagel, a slice of pizza. Yeah. No, Ra- I like Ra- I, Ray's I, pizza. Does it have to be Ray's? No. Okay. Okay. All right. See, I like uh, I like peanut butter with my bagel. <laughs> Give me a big peanut butter a bagel. Schmear. No, no schmear. <laughs> I don't want any. I don't want. I don't want anything schmear on my. Love it locks. Uh, okay. It's funny you mentioned schmear. I got a joke. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay. Please don't do it. The the, the, the call to get off when now it's gone oh. to the stair. Oh, okay. <laughs> when we get to the okay. stair, we gotta go. It involved the old uh, Yankees first baseman Wally Papp. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Uh, uh, I'll see you in 12 days. Try the Tom, meal. That's Tom Tober. <laughs> Make sure you tip your waitress. Appearing in a Ramada near you. Oh, all right.